0: I just want you to know the social media team is just going to clip out the part where you were like, hey, none of us have a shot. And that's just going to be the <laughs> real that we have. That's it. So <laughs> that's it. there's so many things I'm listening to going, you know, that we social media team could really ruin us right yes. now. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to episode two, week two of the You Ask For It podcast. It's a limited-run series podcast we're doing here at Grace Family Church as we take your questions about things you may question in the Bible or with your faith. And we just got done with an incredible message from Pastor Hal Mayer himself over here. Where well, thank we, you. Yeah, we talked about a bunch of fun stuff. I feel like
1: you have to say that, but thank you. Well, yeah, well yeah, I
0: mean... Yeah. <laughs> yes, I mean, I, I did feel that way, but I mean, you know, Pastor Daryl's up this week, I'm not going to come back in next week and be like, we had a mediocre message from Pastor Daryl on uh, you asked for it, not a chance. Keep us humble. not a- <laughs> humble. <laughs> But last week we talked about Pastor Craig's message in hell, this week we're talking about yours, you had a lot of questions to answer yeah. in your message this week, and so we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, can and I, Can uh, I
1: start off with something real quick, just something personal? Of, of course you can. I'd just like to start off with, so... uh I'm at an interesting place right now in my life where I've kind of grown a beard uh, yeah. uh, longer than normal beard. Mm, yeah. And, uh, and and so my, my wife is kind of at the end of the longer than normal mm-hmm. beard. But I also heard that the lutes men's group is oh. literally having a beard growing competition. Ah. And I'm supposed to be the one that like judges it oh. and stuff like that. And so I, I need the help of the podcast listeners. If you could, mm, yeah. uh, just, uh, and I think I know how it's going to come out. <laughs> like, I think it all, like all the women are going to be like, cut it. We're done with it. Right. And all the men right. are going to be like, please keep it because I've used it as excuse for, to my wife. Yeah. Well, the pastor has a beard, but just, it, just it, throw in there. <laughs> uh, it, it's funny what people will take away from messages, but, but throw in the comments, guys, just, uh, you know, cut it off yeah. or, or let it grow. Just, yeah. You know,
0: I'm glad you're leaving that decision. Up to a bunch of strangers I am That's it good is, it's, That's good
1: I found that's the best way To run my life It really <laughs> Yeah. just
0: by by proxy from strangers, just yeah. tell me what to do.
2: Whatever the crowd says is usually the don't best li- thing don't, to right. do. Don't listen to your wife. Right. Listen to everyone yeah. else.
0: Doesn't the Bible say something about it? It's really important what everybody else thinks about yes. you, right? Yes. That's that's, yes. that's that's really, no, yeah. I I got to tell you, you do have a very well manicured beard. I, I uh, We're getting a little more comfortable with each other on this podcast it's now. It's usually
2: manicured, isn't yeah. it? It's like, it, it's, I mean, it's, unusual. It's, I mean, it's dude, so, it's so pretty. Like I've never seen a hair out of place. I feel like he carries combs in his pocket.
0: Perfectly shaped. Right. I, I will tell you, we were sitting. Uh, it's one of the first times uh, my wife came to Grace. We were sitting and watching. I've known Pastor Hal for years. My wife started coming to Grace, and she was like, dude, his beard is like perfectly shaped. Like, it's, I'm, he's like, does he go to a barber? And I'm like, no, I, this, you do it all yourself, I right? Yeah, you do. Yeah. That's all the time we got for the You Asked For It podcast. Yes. Uh, just we wanted to really ask you a bunch of questions about your beard. Uh, anyway, all right, so yes. let's get to what you really came here for. Uh, let's go over a few of these questions. You had three main questions from the yep. weekend. I know we have some additional ones uh, here. Um, and once again, I'm here to be a guide. You guys are here to be the smart ones. Uh, so let's just start with, uh, you know, just a real easy question from the weekend. Do we have free will? Uh, You tackled this in the weekend. I know we're using this to go a little bit deeper. So do we have free will?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because it's a a fun conversation. And and I will say uh, I had the most... um, let's call it crowd engagement. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, from this question, uh, which is interesting, because you talk about suffering, you assume that's going to be it, but uh, right. no, the free will side of things is definitely the one that people can get caught up on, just because yeah. of what I what I brought up on more of the uh, the two different sides. Because right. you do, um, if you guys don't know what it like, the Calvinist versus the other side, and uh, one one of the interesting things that I got to kind of talk with people about is every time we try to put. Because Calvinism is a, a set way of thinking, and then you have Arminianism, and then you have certain things. Every time we try to put God in a box, it's right. very hard. Yeah. yeah, like We have an entire thing called systematic theology, which is like, this is how we can think of God. But every time you try to do that, it's hard to put an infinite being mm-hmm. uh, in a box. And so um, even when we're talking about these things, as you read throughout the Bible, yeah, I do. I, I do think the Bible is... Is, is basically gives us the idea that we have free will. And really the, the Calvinist perspective is not that we don't have free will just on that one decision of choosing God. Yeah. But I, I do when you, when you look through it and especially when you look at, I mean, even our entire call to share the gospel. Yeah. Like why would we have an entire call to share the gospel or why would the early church give up their life if it was just going to happen anyway? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. And that's my, and look, there's, there's, there's arguments for and against and all right. that. But I, I do. I, and I think it's important for us to understand that we do have free will in that.
2: Yeah. I don't agree. No. Just <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you said Everything wrong is, <laughs> is wrong.
1: This just turned
0: into debate club right now is what yeah, this podcast I, I think, is. Yeah, I
2: think. Yeah, I agree. We, we definitely, we have free will. Uh, I've heard it said best. We have free will, but not free reign. Right. Because you know? yep. we, we have, we, God gives us our own agency. And mm-hmm. he allows us to do what we do but only to a certain extent. And I, mm-hmm. you know, our free will is only, goes as far as our circumstance. Mm-hmm. Like, it only goes as far as your nature, it only goes as far as your biology. Go, you have free will, but if you jump yeah. off a cliff, right. you cannot fly. Yeah. Right. So you can, you can do what you want, but you also will meet the circumstances of what that is. So yeah, you, we have free will, but you mm-hmm. don't have the ability to do anything and everything that you want to do. Gotcha. Uh, and that yeah. free will is always bound in uh, the consequence Right. Of what it is you do, hmm. and so usually when people are asking that question, because they hear, "Oh, when when God says I'm predestined, yeah, or I'm chosen, or I've been picked," is when well, then that means I don't get to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not true. It, now God does set up some parameters mm-hmm. to say, "Man, this is the direction I would love for you to go." No more than like Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. God put them in the garden. Hey, right. this is where I want you to flourish. This is where I want you to do, but. Hey, you can do what you want to do. I prefer you trust me right. and do it my way. <laughs> right. But you have free will. And gotcha. so And clearly we see the effects of that. Yeah. Right. You know?
0: Say that one more time, what you said when you started. You said when you look at free will, the, the phrase you used, I really liked it a lot. You said, I look at it as you have free will. But you but not free
2: reign.
1: But not yeah. free reign. Yeah. That's really good. Well, it's the consequences. And what's funny is people will go well, I don't want to follow after God because I want to do whatever I want. I want as many choices. Well, yeah. it's actually when you follow after God that you have the most choices. Yeah. Because whenever we have the consequences of life, that brings our choices down. And that's really, I mean, that's what happens many times is sometimes it takes people hitting rock bottom mm-hmm. to go, oh, wait, my only choice at this point is God. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But he is the one that opens up those choices for us. That's right.
2: Yeah. You You get more choices when you're more focused. You yeah. get more fo- Choices when you understand, okay, this is my calling, this is my purpose, and because of that, this is what I'm able and capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And so, and I've witnessed that in my own life. I was that kid, grew up in church, pastor's kid, but I wanted choices. Yeah. And so it was like I'm going to go out here and do everything. And it took me a while to realize if I just did what God wanted me to do, I can do all the other things. They become byproducts or extensions of right. me following in my path.
0: Right. my uh my grandmother used to use this expression and uh you can tell me on this podcast if she was wrong this is where you get to tell me (laughs) no okay before
1: you say this I'll say this I had somebody come up to me and said my mom used to say this and I like her way better and then Uh, you just walked off (laughs) I was like okay I'm not gonna say
0: (laughs) I'm not gonna say that I like my grandma's way better uh but uh but she used to tell me we used to talk about free will because my grandfather's a pastor and I would talk to her, and she goes, hey, it's like this. She's like, you know, when you have a destination, you're looking to go somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If you're on the interstate, you can get off on any exit that you want to get off on, right? And this was really tying into choices, and she's like, hey, like, You know, because it's not God telling you, "Hey, you have to get off at this exit." Like God is going to take you right where He wants you to go. It's just you do have, like you said, you have free will, not free reign. You can make those choices where you are like, "Hey, I want to make this choice right now," and it's going to be a more complicated direction or a more Mm -hmm. complicated route to get to where I want to go. But you know, it is. I, I can understand people's struggle with like, well, if. If, if if everything in my life is is predestined and predetermined, and God's guiding me in a way, right? Well, then I don't really have free will. So that's why I love what you said. It's like you have free will, yeah. you don't have free reign. Um, and
2: uh, and you said you said it well this weekend. You said God's foreknowledge doesn't eliminate your free will, right? right. Just because He knows, right? Just like a parent. Well, I know my, what my kid is going to do, Yes, but they're still going to do it because mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I know that they're going to do it. doesn't stop them having the will to do that thing. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Hmm. All right. Well, let's move on to uh, another really easy question, yeah. uh, which is, is it possible to lose salvation? And yeah. this is one of those ones that, man, we talked about it last week. I know you grew up in a conservative environment. I grew mm-hmm. up in a conservative environment, uh, you know in high school in youth group this was like number one like well you know so and so got saved last week but this week you know he went and did da-da-da. so uh covered yes, a little isn't bit that great yeah
1: it's not gossip it's a prayer request it's a prayer <laughs> <laughs> or the
0: kid in youth group who's always like hey um unspoken and yes. you're like
2: dude what did,
1: that,
0: what did that person do you can't even say it out loud you in youth group um, right. yeah,
1: always the unspoken.
0: So for all those people who have unspoken prayer requests and youth group yeah. out there, can you lose your salvation?
1: <laughs> no, I don't think you can. cause we talked about it this week. It's not, can you lose it? Um, can Jesus, you lose a Christian. Jesus right. can't lose a Christian. I think the bigger question and really the tougher question is, uh, were you ever saved? Like, mm-hmm. were did you ever follow God? And, It was funny because I was thinking about this because I did. I I had I had some people come up to me and give me a couple verses, and we kind of talked through some stuff. And one of the things that I I really do think is one of the signs that you see of somebody that's following after God is some longevity, though, Mm. because without without the 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 faith base, there is no longevity. Because sooner or later, it's too hard to fake it. Yeah, Yeah. like it's too hard. And and growing up in conservative environments, you know, there's a lot of people who are living certain lives and they, they love to come on Sunday and act like everything's together. Or, you know, even when I talk about the works thing, like the problem with even talking about works is then some people will go, okay, then I have to do these things. Yeah. And it's out of a necessity to prove that I'm falling after God, not out of the heart change.
0: Well, I think what you said this weekend, um, I really liked, and I and I have a question about it, right? You said, hey, it's it's one thing to know about God, and it's different to know God. For those yeah. people out there who are like, because there are, man, we make jokes, but there are people who, you know, they're like, am I saved? Am I doing mm-hmm. enough? Can I, you know? So, you know, and maybe this is a, a question that we don't have time for today. We can table it for another day. Um, but, like... If someone's questioning, well, do I know about God or do I know God, right? What are some of the things that you would point to in their life and go like, well, this is, this is a differentiator between just knowing about him and knowing him. Mm. Yeah, Sorry, a, I know that's a big no, one. We no. can, hey, we can I, edit this one out of the I podcast. Talk, that's the I, great thing. Yeah, <laughs> just I did talk about it.
1: And actually, Pastor Daryl, I will say this, Pastor Daryl was the only person that caught that I miss one of the fruits of the oh. spirit. Oh, no, no, no. Hang on.
0: Hang on. I got a shout out. My wife literally hit my leg in service. She was like, he missed one. And yeah. I'm like, Oh and, and, there you go. and I was like, what I looked at and was like, which one? She's like, Faithfulness. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It I was like, vacation Bible school at its best with my yes, wife right there. Right. I was like, I didn't,
2: I didn't hear it.
1: Your wife and Pastor Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife too. My wife too. So two wives. She was. They were yeah. and they were on the front row, so they're probably just sitting there going, Man, I can't believe he's doing this right now. <laughs> Shouldn't just yell Pastor Craig would have yelled it out. <laughs> oh, so been faithful. like faithfulness. I was about
0: to say, you know, Pastor Jonathan's back there somewhere in the back because the, the zone only does that every single year. They got cartoons all about it. He's yeah, like, ah, yeah. you miss
1: faithfulness, man. He's like, you need to watch this cartoon. Again. Sorry, it go is, ahead. You're, but, you're, I didn't mean to interrupt. But no, I, I do. I that's a, a good part of it, and, and it's hard because it you can you can force some of these things. I can make myself look better at these things. Mm. And and that's the hard part of it. But truly committing your life to Christ means it's handing him the reins. But it's a little bit of what I'm talking about. It's like I'm wanting to learn more about him. I'm wanting to follow his direction. I'm wanting to also be around other people that are doing the same things. And so out of that, uh, you, you do. You see the fruits of the Spirit. Uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, hello, and hey. self-control. <laughs> and, and so you see those things coming out. And that's why I say the longevity thing is has, has got to be there. But it, it's it's something that that takes time uh, for, for to for you to experience it because you've gotta allow God to do that work. And that's why I'll say this. And I, I think we, we do the prayer on the weekend mm-hmm. and I think that can be the starting point for some people's faith, but some people, I think it it can take a little bit longer. Like it, it, to, to say that that has to be the moment, um, I don't think is necessarily necessary, but I I think the reason we do it is we want to give people a starting point, but also whenever we do the prayer of faith, we're explaining this is what it looks like. So for some people that may be the starting point, but they don't get it for like a week or two, or finally, you know, they feel that Holy spirit nudging in their life where it starts to go, okay, this is what's going to happen. But it's when that starts that. And I know it's a, it's a scary thought. It's Mm -hmm. a scary thought. Uh, But it's, do I, do I see this fruit naturally coming out of me? But Yeah.
2: yeah, No, I, I, good. I, I think the answer is in the question. Like if someone is going, man, do I have an intellectual or relational faith in Jesus Christ? If you're asking that question, that's a good place to start mm-hmm. because you're you're wondering, man, is this me? And, and it will I think asking the question will lead you to dive in and go, man, where is my faith? Really? Let mm-hmm. me really find out if it's just intellectual or if it's relational, it's, right. it's what Jesus is talking about in Matthew seven, when he ends the sermon on the Mount and he says, there will be many that come to me and I'll say, I never knew you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, that's a lot of that question, man, can I lose my salvation? Mm-hmm. And cause Jesus is essentially talking to people who's been following Jesus yeah. mm-hmm. and he's going to go, I didn't know you. That's the difference between an intellectual <clears throat> excuse me, and a relational faith. Right. Cause you can know about God, but not be invested in him or ha- allow him to be invested in you. And so a lot of that between, you know, when you think of uh, Calvinism and Arminianism, it's that Hebrew six comes into play Yeah. Mm-hmm. for it. It says, and I'm going to mess this quote up. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to mess it up. I, I mean, know, you didn't miss the fruit of the spirit. Yes. So, you know, you're gonna- <laughs> I know it's, it's Hebrew six, the fourth chapter. Are you looking up? Oh, well, Are I had you lo- somebody, Send it to me. Uh, so it's like, it's, in, it's impossible to uh, have, basically it's saying, it's impossible to have uh, been enlightened by the Holy Spirit, to been in the presence of God, and then be able to come to yeah. repentance. Mm-hmm. Like, if, it's impossible yeah. to, yeah. I,
1: the it. one I got sent was Hebrews 10.26. If we deliberately go on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no That's further sacrifice one. for sins is needed. And so... It, it, yeah. it, I mean, it, if you take that just like face value and mm-hmm. not understand everything about it, it also sounds like, man, if I say I'm going to follow after God and then I continue sinning, there's no hope. Right. Mm-hmm. Or you can't even come back. Yeah. And that's why you, you've you got to understand all of it. Because if you just take that one verse and section it out, mm-hmm. it sounds like I have one chance
2: <laughs> to follow after God. <laughs> yeah. And if I mess it up, I'm done. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's, not, that's not the truth uh, yeah. of the matter whatsoever. And I think Hebrews 6 is probably is similar to that basically is it's impossible to really be enlightened by god and not follow him right Mm. it's it's impossible for that to happen and even when we look at like a judas you you talked about judas even judas followed jesus saw the miracles but we have to ask the question man were, were you really bought in right right and it's and it's possible to be that close to god and still you not be changing. you 6, not 4. surrender yourself yeah. to whatever God wants to do. And so usually when we're looking at salvation, we're we're talking about church people. We're going, can I if I sin and I go to church, will I lose my salvation? I grew up in a church where people get saved every week. The right. same people. Yeah. Yeah. Will come down. Every year at camp too. Yeah. It's yeah. like you're getting saved. Like, dude, you're you're good. Yeah. Like you you probably need to repent. <laughs> yeah. You had a bad <laughs> right. week. Right. <laughs> But, but because, man, if going to heaven was contingent on how many times I repented, right. then I'd never make it in. Because the Bible tells us we mess up when we don't know it. Yeah. Oh, man. That, yeah. So none of us have a shot mm-hmm. of getting in <laughs> <laughs> if I've got to do it all the time. So it's like yeah. if I can lose my salvation because I'm an incomplete person or I'm not fully whole, And man, then Jesus didn't do a good job. Right. Right. But
1: you, you're bringing in something that I want to also always bring up. It's a process. yeah. And I think that's uh, the people who go down every single week. I think that's lost on them because mm-hmm. they're like, well, I messed up this week. It must not be working.
2: Yeah. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not going to get it perfect. <laughs> right. Right. It,
1: it, you're not going to get it perfect right off the bat. That's not the idea. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a process. Like I said, it's not perfection. It's a process. Yeah. Hebrews 6, uh, 6, 4 says, for it is impossible to bring back to repentance those who were once enlightened, those who have experienced yeah. the good things of heaven and shared the Holy Spirit who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the power of the age to come and who then turn away from God It is impossible to bring such people back to repentance by rejecting the son of God. And that's the answer in there. Yeah, They themselves are nailing him to the cross once again and holding him up to public shame. Like it is, it's the rejection of him. And I think even in the Judas analogy, what you got to ask yourself is, okay, am I one way at church mm-hmm. and am I a totally different way? Uh, away from church Mm -hmm. do I have two different selves because the man was stealing from the poor yeah Yeah. like different intentions you're following Jesus but your intention he was acting like it but no his entire intention was really to to make money Mm -hmm. and so but
2: yeah
1: I just want you to know the social
0: media team is just going to clip out the part where you were like hey none of us have a shot and that's just going to be the (laughs) real that we have that's it so (laughs) that's it there's so many things I'm listening to going you know that we social media team could really ruin us right now yeah um
1: yeah. I think people do that on a regular basis no matter what. Oh yeah, that's you know, it. They that's make it their it. own social media yeah. off
0: of I've just messed us up. Someone's gonna do it now that's on our social seconds. media yeah. team. So sermon- Grace Family Church preaching heresy. Yep. Um All right. So uh I do want to one more thing before we leave this, because you said something this weekend that by the way, there was this uh there was this one lady at Landa Lakes this week who was sitting like right in the middle of the room. I was at the 830 service, so you know, there's it's not a very, very full room. And, uh, so she dude every point you made, she's like, "Amen, yeah. Like just you're, you're one person, like, you know, cause it's eight 30 people are early. Yeah. They're not, you know, I didn't think my mom went to land. Well, well, she was there, else. man. She was there, <laughs> but man, one of the biggest amens that you got, uh, and I, and I gotta tell you, I, I loved it. And I don't know if we can, if we have time to go back and revisit it. Uh, you were talking a little bit about doubting your faith, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point, I think in this point in your message. Can you review that really quick for anybody who may have missed it? Because you were saying like, hey, sometimes perhaps when you get to the place of doubting your faith and when you have to really look at it, right, is is, is the time where you really start to grow um, yeah. your, your faith.
1: No, I mean, I think that's the entire premise of this entire series right. is like doubt is not the opposite of faith. Mm. Like yeah. it's not. It's the beginning of even a deeper faith because we have to continue to learn. Right. Like we've got to continue to ask questions and go forward. And I also said in this point, I said, I just want to bring a little bit of solace to everyone. And the fact that every pastor I know at some point has doubted his faith. Yeah. So for so
0: many of us in America growing up, I know all three of us grew up in church, right? Your faith is really a faith of your parents or your grandparents for a while. And you're like, well, I believe yeah. this because I was raised in this. Yeah. Um, and I think there comes a point where you're like, hey, I'm going to, this is, I need to make this mine, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I need to run this through, like, as I become an adult, as I grow older. And maybe if it's 15, 20, 25, 45, whenever that you go, like, hey, like, this is not my parents' faith that yeah. I'm carrying on now. Like, this is mine, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I need to run this through the ringer a little bit and go, yeah. like, what do I believe? You know, mm-hmm. can I? Um, because I think you see so many people who they say, like, I believe, I believe, I believe. And then you watch something traumatic happen in their life, yeah. right? And they're oh, shaken. Yeah. I mean, that that was my family. Like, I had people in my life who, you know, they were the family growing up, you know, that South we've talked about, everyone's at church getting saved every week yeah. kind of thing, right? and then we had trauma hit our family and you just see people going like well i don't know yeah. you know and it's like well you believed all these things for so long you've said all this stuff for yeah. so long and now you're right. put to the test and you're right. like i don't know if i believe that they're in a heaven i don't know if i believe and it's like so i would just i wanted to come back to that point cuz i thought yeah. it was so good from this weekend
1: well and and i do i think people they've got i, I mean i mentioned it like some of us we have a childhood faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's funny, the word deconstruction gets thrown around so much and it seems like such an awful word, but I think it's an important word. Yeah. I think every kid has to deconstruct at some point because you pick up things many times that are not true.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and I said mm-hmm. it in
1: this weekend's message, like you you probably had somebody in your life that said, Hey, you just trust God and nothing bad is ever going to happen. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, Hey, you just trust God and this is going to happen, or you just believe in God and, and, and this is what's going to happen. And so at some point in life, we go, wait a second, that's not true. It's not because God's not real. Yeah, it's because you were told something that wasn't true. And so, what we have to do is we got to go back to God's word. We've got to get some people that we trust, and we've got to yeah. deconstruct the things that aren't truth. Right. Because if we don't get the base of our faith, it's going to fall apart. Right. Yeah. And, and we're going to feel like our only choice is to move away from God. The problem is the God you're moving away from never existed anyway.
0: Well, speaking of trauma and speaking of things that happen to people and they start questioning their faith, yeah. let's go to our last question for yeah. the weekend before we dive into a few more is
1: why do bad things happen to good people? Yeah. It's like I said, I, 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 I threw my message from the year before in there just because it is a simplistic question, but it's not mm-hmm. because it's simplistic in the way the Bible lays it out. Right. And when the Bible lays it out, it's like no, this is exactly what it looks like. God said, "Hey, sin entered the world. From that point on, there's pain and suffering." Um, even Jesus said, "You should expect these things." Yeah. But I've but he says, "Take peace. I've overcome the world." Which means mm-hmm. now we have the peace of understanding that we get to spend eternity in, in heaven with God, and we get to walk through it with God. But that that's very easy to understand. It's very hard to walk through. Yeah. yeah. When everything falls apart. And so I, I, we get that, we understand that like, it's very hard to do when everything falls apart. What's interesting to me is I, we, we laughed about this, like even talking through messages that each of us should do and should not do. I said, you know, I should definitely do as a joke. I said, I should do all the highly emotional ones, but I'm like, (laughs) that's not, that's not me at all. And so I I walk out of these things sometimes going, I, I'm, I'm, I'm no, I've, but I've had, I had several people go walk up and go, thank you. Um, because we are walking through a loss that happened this past week or yeah. this past month or this past thing. And you, you brought, uh, you know, comfort by reminding us of who God is right. and what's happening mm-hmm. and that this is not a, a surprise. Um, and that God can still use it. Mm-hmm. And so, because that's what God gives us. He, yeah. he doesn't he doesn't give us the warm, fluffy <laughs> feeling that we want. Right. But he does go, this is what I promise you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that's the hard part of it. And I do think that the entire idea of suffering, and I said this, and I really do, it, it comes down to the fact that we have gotten to a place, and it is, it's not just America, it's first world countries, where we have had such a good life mm-hmm. that we start to believe well I, I did this or yeah. i made this happen yeah. and yeah. and therefore and we forget that man man if i if i wasn't born here <laughs> like if i was born in Haiti it'd be a very different scenario right. yeah. like there's not a lot of choices there like if i was born in cuba which i've been into you know there it's a different scenario what's interesting is i've had pastors come up to me in those places and say hey we're really praying for you in america hmm. and What's bad is I'm like really, like as if I don't need prayer, right? Like, but I'm like, <laughs> wait, but I second. should be praying for you. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 you have so many distractions that take you away from yeah. what's most important. Yeah. Like there, there's so many things that can take you away from yeah. it. But mm. it, and, and that's the thing with the, the and I really think even that goes along away with the, with the suffering is I think we'd be okay with pain and suffering as long as the people that hurt us got more. Yeah, <laughs> hey. I, I I know that's hey. a that's a that's I mean. a. That's a weird thing to say, but it, I think it's true. I think yeah. we get uh, so we re- get mad real. right. <laughs> we get mad because God's justice is not in real time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um and, and cuz I I think we it's not that we don't think we do things wrong. It's just we want to see other people punished <laughs> very quickly <laughs> for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And so we get mad with the justice or like when when we read the verse that talks about, you know, God's anger it's it's He has a long fuse, basically, is what, right. what the verse says. We're like, that's great for me. But I want it to be right away. <laughs> but
0: for them, for us, I need immediate retribution.
2: Immediate
1: vengeance. We so, need
0: like Pharaoh and the plagues kind of retribution. You know what I'm saying? And what's
1: crazy at church, we love the stories. We love the testimonies of the people who messed up forever and then came back to God. Right. But if we're in the middle of that situation, we're like, burn them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, (laughs) if you hurt my family, I'm just just laughing because you're right. I mean, but it's true. If you hurt my family, if you hurt my loved one, if you do something to me in that moment, like if you hurt my kid, yeah, I'm not thinking, you know what? I hope God gets them in the next 20 years. No, brings him back to them in the next 20 years. And this is a great story in front of the church. I'm like, no, they need to feel pain. Right, right, I mean, hey, they need right. to feel pain, and so I'm because like, of I'm that, like. and you're not, yeah, okay. not like that. <laughs> Daryl's like, Daryl's this, like, this, like, this is love, this is where I
0: actually am going to. Disagree. I love,
1: I love all people. <laughs> I'm much more gracious. <laughs> I'm sure Daryl has daughters, I'm, and he doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care how they're treated I'm, in the dating okay, world. Okay, or, I'm playing. okay. I'm playing with that. If you want to see Daryl get angry, <laughs> no, I'm playing. Um, but but it's true, and the problem that we have is we don't like that, but and and, I, and I've said this before I'm like but if we take god out of the equation we lose uh, the entire definition of justice mm-hmm. and what it should be yeah and then here's what's really interesting is well justice should be based on what i believe well everybody else uh, if you want to go into that idea then everybody's truth is different yeah. everybody's justice should be different then all of a sudden you're you're dealing with a lot and so it it's a it's a question that gets incredibly complicated yeah once we decide that God's version of it is not good enough for me. Yeah.
0: yeah. Sorry. I, no,
2: that that was that was wonderful. I go, I usually <laughs> I usually go when someone says, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? And I go, Well, who's good? Right. Well that too. What yeah. what's your definition of good? Because right. I'm mm-hmm. not good. Right. You're not good. Romans three says I'm not good. Ecclesiastes says Jesus says no one's good mm-hmm. except God. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're not good. Right. So we, we, and, and because God allows us our own agency, mm-hmm. we get to live out the circumstance of what we chose. And so right. then we go, well then God, why did you let this happen? No, I did that. Yeah. Like that was, that's my fault. It, it was this example I use talking to my wife. <clears throat> I grew up in old school. Mm-hmm. So I'm an old school style parent. My father, my parents were old school style. So if they told you, Hey, don't put the fork in the socket. Mm-hmm. They will say, Don't do it, don't do it. And then by the third time, they wouldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And they will let you put the fork mm. in the socket. Yep. And then yep. you're shocked. And then yep. <laughs> inevitably you'll see a kid get shocked. <laughs> and, go, and they'll go, like, why did you let me do that? No, I didn't. No, no you. You did that. I <clears> told you what <throat> to do, yep. and you allowed this thing. You did it anyway. So no, and that's, that's the world that we live in. And so we, we are seeing the consequences of sin Mm -hmm. and God said, Hey, this is what happens when you have your own agency, when Mm -hmm. you choose to do it your way. So we know your bad things happen to good people. One, we're not good people, but those bad things happen because we've allowed those things to happen. We live Mm -hmm. in a world of sin, but we also see people never ask the question of, well, why do good things happen to bad people? Mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That Romans eight is good things happening to bad people like we Jesus says it, it, Bible tells us that while we were sinners, he died for us. So while mm-hmm. we were still bad, he did something good, something yeah. that mm-hmm. we didn't deserve. And so it's sometimes it's who's asking the question. Mm-hmm. Right. Because for believers, yeah. because we have a scope of what eternity looks like, we we have a better, I don't know, peace or better solace to go. Okay, while I may not understand it all, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. also know, like you went talk about suffering, that God can use it for his glory. Right. right? I may not get it. I may not. And and, and usually when we struggle with what good, what's good, we're trying to define what good is right. for ourselves instead right. of this is God's perspective. Either his ways are higher, mm-hmm. his thoughts are higher, or they're not. Yeah. And so because usually we're going, well, I wouldn't do it that way. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's what we mean when, why does you let these things happen to these people? Because I wouldn't do it that right, way. Right. Well, you can't see the big picture. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. don't see eternity. And God, the way God thinks and sees is so far away from right. how we think and sees. We can't even fathom a small percentage right. of what God is doing or how certain things are going to be used. Uh, years ago, I was watching, uh, listening to uh, NPR radio. Mm-hmm. And there's a lady on there. She's a doctor right now. Uh, went to school and she's uh quadriplegic and she'd been quad for you know many years and she for years she was going why god why would you let this happen to me mm-hmm. you know i was doing great in my career i got married i think she had a couple kids and then went from all of this wonderful things happened to her life to getting into an accident now she can't use her limbs mm-hmm. well in past last 20 years she's written all these books. She's done all these seminars, Mm -hmm. done movies and all this stuff. And she said one day God, she was praying again. I said, this is why, because Mm -hmm. you never would have done these things. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Your life was for your glory, not mine. Mm -hmm. And I'm using you being quad, Mm quadriplegic now. And I'm using that for my glory. And she's like, I'm so glad. Yeah. I don't, this is not what I want my life. to Right but I would have never been able to be as influential in the power if God wanted me to be the other way. Right. And so God can use that pain for right. his glory.
1: Not that God caused her to
2: be quadruple. Exactly. Just want to make sure. No, God, because, because it. some people can
1: get, and I've, I've heard people even say like, well, God caused this to happen. So I, and no, God right. used it. God yeah. used These it. things are going to happen and God, God showed it. But I do. And I think the, a little bit of what we're talking, I think we we live in a world now that doesn't feel like consequences are okay. Hmm, like yeah. we should yeah. not have consequences. Well, right. they didn't mean it, or they're just mis- Or this is the situation. It's okay. like, well, at some point there's got to be, mm-hmm. there has to be consequences. We just yeah. don't like the way that they're handed down.
0: Right. We, don't, we don't have time to dive into it, but I'll tell you, uh, a great resource if people are looking, and this is a resource from Will. It's not a resource from Brace Family Church. So if you have a problem, don't email write the church. <laughs> I wrote a book. It's called uh, – I'm just kidding. <laughs> How no. to
2: Live Life How? the Right Way
0: <laughs> by Will by Jackson. Will Jackson. Um, no, it's uh, years ago a message that helped me with this uh matt chandler spoke at elevations uh what they used to call it code orange revival or something like that you got to go way back it's like Mm -hmm. 2011 Um, but he did a message called god is for god um and Mm -hmm. it's fantastic about what you're talking about where it's Mm -hmm. like hey like we like to view god as like well he's going to do all these things for me and like yeah like god loves you Mm -hmm. but like god is for god right and he's Mm -hmm. got the plan he's so go look it up it's on youtube watch it um it's uh, it's fantastic. I I I a lot of what you're, <clears throat> yeah. Title. So, yeah. All right, we got a few more. Um, we have uh, we've gone a little bit longer than last week, but you know yeah. what? This has been great.
1: Well, I, I think I've, I've got, I'm trying to think of the other questions we had. I, I know of one that I wanted to get to just because I've got, asset yeah, I know that one goes, that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, that that kind of goes along with the free will side of things. Yeah. Um, because I get it from young adults a lot. Like I love, I love teaching at the exchange, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but this is what I get is, um. Does God allow me to choose my partner? Like, is there somebody destined yeah. for me? Oh, well. And, um, and sorry, you go yeah, ahead. Yeah. No, I mean, Daryl will tell you that Tracy was destined for him. But, Absolutely. Um, <laughs> hey. But it, but it's, it comes in many different ways because I have people that are so well. This is what's going on, and this and they're they're doing this, and so can I move on? I'm like, yeah, but the, I think they're the one. I'm like, there is no one. Nowhere in the Bible, mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. When you look through the Bible. <laughs> Marriage was very unromantic outside of Song of Solomon. <laughs> like it was very it, how it all happened, like how yeah. it all came together. Yeah. Like it wasn't these two people met across a field of you know flowers and they got to know each other. It was hey, your dad has some sheep and some cows that can pay for this, and there's this dowry, <laughs> and we want our families to be on the same side when it comes to this trade proposal <laughs> yeah. or military. What like it yeah. wasn't it wasn't all the, it was like for the good, yeah. but I mean you didn't pick your person based on romance or love. It was, it was the, but they went in, they went in going, I'm choosing to love this person, not I'm going to choose the person I'm going to
0: love. And
1: it's a very different idea. And I think we have the ability to fall, fall in love with someone. But if, if we were to start off marriage in the same idea of like, I'm going to choose to love this person every day Mm -hmm. instead of the idea, man, I'm so happy this make, this person makes me feel, like I should love them. Right. Uh, it's very different. And I know you're in the yeah. marriage side of things of our ministry,
2: so you don't have anything to say on that. Nothing but. at all. <laughs> First of all, it's, I think yeah, it's a brilliant way to, to say, I'm going to choose to love this person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just love that, that phrase. And only twice in the Bible where, where God actually yeah. instituted, Hey, marry this person. And one of them was Hosea and Gomer. <laughs> Where God tells Hosea, yeah. "I need you to marry a prostitute." Uh, he actually says, "A woman of whoredom," mm-hmm. and yeah. then and then have children of whoredom, meaning she's going to have children out of what that are not your kids. Mm-hmm. So that's there's that one occasion. But wait, wait, let's explain that because
1: what prophets do is they live out a life that shows what God's trying to say. Yeah. Not because, because I've had <laughs> like, I've had a guy bro. say. I feel like God's calling me to be Jose. I'm like, no, No, that's not, that's not what that means. No,
2: God was (laughs) using it as an illustration to the Israelites of the fact that they were whoring themselves out. Exactly. So that's not, that's not other gods. And the only other time we see that is, uh, Joseph and Mary, when, Mm, when the Holy spirit comes to Joseph and says, Hey, forsake not to marry this woman. Right. That's the only time that we see God get involved, even Mm. with Adam and Eve, God presents Eve to Adam. Hmm. God doesn't say, "Hey, this is your wife." He presents Eve to Adam. So Adam essentially could have said, "No, I'm good." (laughs) Like he could have have a lot of other choices. There were no other choices. (laughs) (laughs) But but, but you know, Adam are crazy. I think single life is good. (laughs) Yeah, I'm all right. Adam could have said, "What else you got?" Like he could have (laughs) anything. (laughs) Oh, but, man. but it's it's I I do think it's important for two things is God has to be a part of your pick.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It is like if if your pick is opposite or you're eliminating God yeah. from how you pick someone, right? So there there is a biblical standard for mm-hmm. how we pick a mate. Right. You know, what a husband is supposed to be, what a wife is supposed to be, and what we should be looking for. Yeah. Uh, so if we're eliminating God from that saying, yeah, well, God is not picking. No, God wants to be involved in the relationship because at the end of the day, God is the center of their relationship. And if God is at the center of your life already, Mm -hmm. then you're going to be a lot more. um, uh, Your standards are going to be higher. Right. And you're going to be a lot more careful in how you pick as opposed to just what you like. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because that can get you in trouble. You Mm -hmm. know, I talk to couples all the time, marriages all the time and, and what they liked is not what they married. Yeah. Uh, what they liked changed in their marriage. Always, it becomes uh, annoying. Always. <laughs> Somehow. No, I, yeah. like, listen. I
1: love that about you, but could you stop?
0: Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> listen, uh, we may have to cut this from the podcast. Um, I, <laughs> no, don't uh, tell the personal. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I'm not. No, I mean like I'm already calling this episode two children of whoredom now that we've talked about it. So <laughs> that's already, I'm just kidding. Uh, we may have to cut this part from the podcast, but I'll tell you this. Um, I, it, like when you, when you become married, it's so funny. Like, um, it, it is, it is, uh, I feel like in on the joke now. Right. Because when you're a single person, right. You're just like, Oh dude, like I gotta, you're worried about all this stuff, yeah. right. In marriage. And if you're out there and you're single right now and you're like, Oh man, I've been praying for this and, and all that's great. Right. But like you get in on the joke when you're like, dude, it doesn't matter who you marry. Right. It yeah. always becomes work. I love the thing yeah. where you're like, you, you it's like, you choose, right? And mm-hmm. people don't know what that – I don't think you really understand what choose to love someone means until you jump into marriage. Because like you're yeah, saying, right. it's like all this changes. All these things shift. The things that maybe you've made you fall in love, those mm-hmm. things don't look the same after yeah. this or that or the other. Yeah. Honey, I'm not talking about us. Uh, but I'm just saying that, like, yeah, I, I think – She
1: chooses to love you. Ever.
0: Oh, dude, without a doubt chooses to love <laughs> but me. But
1: it's the <laughs> reason why it's so hard for parents and people working in youth when when the little middle schooler comes up I had a middle schooler come up to me and say, "Hey, I just hope one day that you will experience the same type of love that me and my boyfriend have." I'm sorry, <laughs> wow,
2: I, man.
1: I was like,
0: <laughs> "You mean the kind of love where your parents buy your popcorn and Coke right. at the movie? I would that, do, that, that would be you pretty. Get cool. to ride
1: on his handlebars? Like, right. what are you like? <laughs> you can't even drive. What are you <laughs> talking about? The kind of love that you have? Wow. But oh, it, it's it's funny. It, it's hard, it, it, but at the same time, I, when you're that age, you have no idea what it means either. Right. Right. And so, but
0: <laughs> well, we got a little off topic there, but you know what? This was, but it, it this leads was us back
2: to the original. Thank you, Daryl, for you getting have, us back on track. <laughs> back to the original. You have free will. Yeah. Yeah. But not free reign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can marry who you want to, how you want to. Yeah. God is not yep. directing their path, right. but God has put certain guardrails in place and, and signs to get, mm-hmm. Hey, make sure it's this and this and this, even in the old Testament, he's like, Hey, don't marry those people. Right. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, let's 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 be equally yoked. So there, he's mm-hmm. put some standards in place, and so these are the standards that I want you to live by. But you get to go pick. Yeah. And so yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, um, guys, I think uh, I think that about does it. We had one yeah. more. Do you want to get into this last one, or do you want to save it for next? I don't time? even
2: remember what it was. Well, then
0: I'm not going to say it yeah, because I then I, then I'm going to throw a curveball at you, and you're not going to. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. I, th- I think we're good. Okay, I think I'm good. Uh, so uh, this week it's you. You're in the hot seat, right?
2: I'm in the hot seat. What are
0: we talking about this week? Give us a little preview. Ooh. I mean, don't, I mean you don't have to, like, spoil anything, but, but you know, like. Spoiler Spoiler alert. Do not watch all right, any all right, further. All right, all right, if want hey, surprised. guys, if, if you don't like don't spoilers, do just tune out right here at this point. Just,
2: I, I will I will say this. I will say this. You want to be here for this.
0: Yeah. Done.
1: Look at that. Number one question.
0: Number one question. Okay, Number cool. One. We're not going to spoil it. Number one question. Make mm-hmm. sure you are at this weekend service. Yeah. So, very excited for it. Guys, I I just realized that when we started this podcast, I didn't introduce who was with us today. I'll have your little names, your little name cards, and they'll see it. But hey, Pastor Daryl, thanks for being here with us today. My pleasure. Pastor Hal, thanks for being here with us today. Thank you, sir. Uh, And we will see everybody else next week right here. We're asking questions about your message next week. And uh, make sure you go to this weekend service. Make sure you go back and listen to Pastor Hal's message if you missed it. It'll give you more context for the whole conversation that we had today. And we'll see you next week right here on the U.S. World Podcast. I'm not afraid to